are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope you're enjoying your holiday so far. We're going to talk briefly, uh, uh, just some college and football and college and NFL notes, because I'm not going to make this a full podcast. It is Thanksgiving Day. I don't expect you to be listening to what I have to say about sports on Thanksgiving Day. However, I will say that um, I am going to go over your Thanksgiving Day trends from yesterday in case you missed them on the three games that are happening today in pro football. And we will get to that momentarily. So we start off with this. There are three games today in the NFL. Green Bay is at Detroit. That line is currently at eight. The Dallas Cowboys are hosting the Washington Commanders. That line has jumped to 13 and a half. Holy crap. The San Francisco 49ers are at Seattle later on tonight. They are laying seven on the road. And just to go over everything that I went over yesterday, kind of going to kind of breeze through these. But on Thanksgiving Day, touchdown favorites are, or higher since 2006 are 21 and two straight up, 17 and six against the spread. Since 1990, that number goes to 27 and four straight up, 23 and eight against the spread. That's touchdown favorites or higher on Thanksgiving Day. Favorites of over 10 points on Thanksgiving Day, 8-0 against the spread since 2005, 11-0 against the spread the last 30 years. So a double-digit favorite on Thanksgiving Day since 1993 has always covered 11 times. In the last 20 years, favorites of seven or more on the road, which would be San Francisco in this situation, 9-0 straight up, 8-1 against the spread. Road favorites on Thanksgiving Day, 24-1 straight up, 19-6 against the spread since 2004. Now, a couple of those are diametrically opposed to these stats, which is the Cowboys on Thanksgiving have just not been very good in the last decade. They have lost four in a row against the spread. They are 1-11 against the spread the last 12 years on Thanksgiving Day. And Dak is 1-5 against the spread, worst of any QB, on Thanksgiving Day since 1990. Now, you can say those games and those teams have nothing to do with today's game. That's very true. This Dallas Cowboy team is different. Although last year's team was also 12-5. They finished the regular season 12-5, and and they only won their Thanksgiving Day game by 8. They were laying 10 against the Giants. This line opened at 11 against the Commanders. It is now up to 13 and a half. And there's a reason for it. As I told you yesterday, Cowboys 4-0 at home this year, 4-0 against the spread. They've outscored their opponents 160 to 50, but all four of their home opponents this year have been garbage. The Giants, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Rams. None of those teams are over 500. Neither is Washington. Washington's 4-7. But I've also given you the stat that the Washington Commanders have covered every game on the road this year. Every time they've been a road underdog, they've covered. So it's mixed. You've got this whole thing where you just bet favorites on Thanksgiving Day because over 60% of the time they've been covering. But you don't do it when it's Dallas because Dallas is on a 1-11 run on Thanksgiving Day, and this is the highest line they've ever had. And the team they've played the most on Thanksgiving Day over those last 12 years has been the Commanders, and the Commanders have covered three of the four. The one game the Dallas Cowboys have covered on Thanksgiving Day in the last 12 years was against the Washington team 
They were laying seven and a half, and they won by eight. So even the one cover in 12 years was by a half point. May not mean anything. Maybe they win today's game by 20, 24 points like they've been winning all their home games this year. I wouldn't go that route. I'm not betting it, but if I was, I'm leaning towards the commanders. That's too many points on a divisional game on a Washington team that has covered every game as a dog this year on the road, and none of those lines have been more than eight. Now they're getting five and a half points more than that? I understand Dallas has blown everybody out at home. But at some point, that stuff kind of evens out. You just don't win every game at home by 20. I, maybe this is the one that it they don't win by 20. Maybe they win by 14, and you win by a cover by a half point. I don't know. But just keep all that in mind. Here's something also that's interesting. In regards to NFL this year, on a lot of close games, there have been 18 games this year in the NFL that's been decided by one to two points. That's tied for the second most through Week 11 since 2005. And there have been 11 games where the favorites are minus one and a half. That's the most through Week 11 since 2005. Just an interesting statistic because that line of minus one and a half you see it popping up a lot, and if you have a game that's minus one and a half and you like the favorite, like, you know how we talk about anytime you bet a football game, there are three possible outcomes. The favorite can cover, the favorite can win and not cover, meaning you took the points and won, or the dog, you take the points and they win outright. So taking the points, you have a 66% chance of winning that particular game. That's why I always say if you're on the fence about something, just take the points because you have two ways of winning that bet, whereas you take the favorite, not only do they have to win the game, they have to win by a certain amount of points. But with a line at one and a half, how many times has the line been on one and a half and the, line, and the game lands on one? Probably very few. So this kind of goes into playing what I've always said in regards to the NFL. Just pick the team to win. Now, last week was an anomaly. Remember before last week's games, I said, look, in the NFL this year, they've never had a week where the amount of dogs that covered, at least half of them won outright. Last week, total anomaly. Eight underdogs covered in the NFL last week. Six favorites. But of those eight underdogs, only two of them won outright. It's the first week of the year. It's been less than half. So a lot of close games last week, but the underdogs just couldn't pull it out. Does that change this week? we got a lot of big lines. Hell, all three games today are over a touchdown. Tomorrow's game, the first Black Friday game in NFL history, Dolphins at Jets. Dolphins are favored by 10 now. Why? Because the Jets have decided to go with Tim Boyle. I told you Tim Boyle what he did in college. His first three years, he was a quarterback at UConn. And he threw one touchdown and 13 interceptions in his career. So his senior year, he transferred to Eastern Kentucky. I just want to let you know that. Eastern Kentucky, an FCS school. That year, he threw 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. So he's never had a season where he threw more touchdowns than interceptions. And that was at Eastern Kentucky. Well, he went undrafted in 2018. Then he signed with the Packers. Before he quarterbacks uh, the Jets um, this upcoming Friday, 
He's appeared in games with the Lions and the Bears. In those games with the Lions and the Bears over his career, he has started three times. He's 0-3. And his NFL statistics are he's thrown three touchdown passes, nine interceptions, and thrown for 607 yards. Jets are hosting Miami tomorrow night. I Again, if you want to put your money on the Jets because you're just hoping their defense keeps it close, that's the only way you would ever put money on the Jets tomorrow. I know this is a ridiculous line. A double-digit home dog on essentially a holiday game. I know it's that, that's a ridiculous line, and any time when we're talking about situational betting, you're taking double-digit home underdogs in division. It's just a no-brainer. But on this, this isn't a normal double-digit divisional home dog. They're starting Tim fucking Boyle who's never won a game as a starter, has stunk in college in both UConn and Eastern Kentucky. I mean, put it this way. If you put the money on the Jets and they get blown out, you have no one to blame but yourself. Like, you can't be like, man, I really thought Tim Boyle was going to step up for us. No, not quite. So I'm not telling you who to bet on that one. But, I mean, when you look at these games – Today and tomorrow, all over a touchdown, all good teams that are playoff teams playing teams that are not headed for the playoffs. I mean, the teasers are just screaming at you, you know, tease the tease, the seven point, even a seven point teaser doesn't even have to be a three team, 10 point teaser, even a seven point teaser. Tease the Lions down to one, tease the Cowboys down to six and a half, tease the Niners down to a pick, tease Miami down to three. I mean, any combination of those, I think most people are going to be doing, you know, and they might all cover and it might be a great start to the weekend for you. I'm not suggesting it because just when you think it looks too easy, it usually is. I have a feeling one of these teams might get beat, but definitely won't cover like it will be a one or two point game. So not those teasers won't cover one of those teasers isn't going to cover. It's going to ruin everything. Or else I'd just say, yeah, just tease all three games down today. Three-team 10-point teaser. Detroit, Dallas, you know, Detroit plus two. Dallas minus three and a half. San Francisco plus three. It seems so easy. And it might end up being easy. But I get nervous when things seem way too easy. That's why I'm not using that as my three-team 10-point teaser this week. It just, it seems too easy. If anything, I would tease Washington up to 23 and a half. I... I know Dallas has blown everybody out at home. I just don't see them blowing Washington out by 24 points today. It's just If you want to use them as one of your teaser legs, go ahead. You have my permission. In college football, I just want to point this out. Obviously, this being the final weekend of college football this season. And you know to be bowl eligible, you have to win six games. Well, there's at least, let's see, two, five, ten... 15, 20, about 25 games, 25 teams right now heading into this weekend are at five wins. So there's a lot there, and plenty of them aren't going to win. It's not like I I know they have, obviously, incentive, like we want to go to a bowl game. we got to get that sixth win, guarantees us a bowl game. Well, they're not going to go 25 for 25, you know. And of these 25, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 
of the 25, almost half, are underdogs. So not really expected to win. A lot of them are touchdown or more underdogs. So um, so keep that in mind if you're going to be betting college football this weekend. I mean, there's a few out there. TCU plus 11 at Oklahoma. BYU plus 17.5 at Oklahoma State. Cal plus 9.5 at UCLA. Washington State plus 16.5 at Washington in the Apple Cup. Florida plus 6.5 versus Florida State. South Carolina plus 7 against Clemson. I mean, these teams want to get to a bowl game. Well, they have to win outright, so you can almost. And now that they're dogs, you could get some value there because some of these some of these five win teams are going to win outright. Of those ones that I said are looking, to, you know, that need to win outright, some of them will. I wish I knew which ones. You know, Central Michigan plus ten and a half at Toledo. Toledo's already clinched a spot in the MAC championship. What do they have to play for? They're already there. You know, that could be it. That could be something to look at. I don't think TC. I think TCU plus eleven against Oklahoma. You know, this is a TCU team that made the national championship game last year. Can you imagine if they go five and seven? Don't even make a bowl the next year? Pretty embarrassing. They got a lot of pressure on them to win at Oklahoma. BYU plus seventeen and a half at Oklahoma State. They're probably not going to win. But Cal plus nine and a half at UCLA. UCLA coming off their big rivalry win against USC last week. That could be a letdown spot for them. Washington State plus 16 and a half started the season 4-0 then lost 6 in a row then beat Colorado last week so they're 5 and 6 looking to go 6 and 6 but they have to win the Apple Cup and beat an undefeated Washington team probably not going to happen I think the one that I am going to be on and one of the plays and I'll tell you it is it is going to be one of the plays tomorrow is Florida plus the 6 and a half at home against Florida State I think you got to because Florida State has a lot of pressure on them to stay in the college football playoff, they lose any game, they are done. They're not making it in, even if they win the ACC. Well, if they win the ACC and lose, they only have two games left. So, um, But they're not making it in as a 12-1 and ACC champion. They have to go 13-0 and for them to, have, to be considered. And we know they lost their quarterback, Jordan Travis, gone for the year, put his foot on backwards in an ugly, ugly tackle last week against Northern Alabama. But now they got to go on the road with a quarterback we've never really seen play before. And they got to, you know, they're laying a touchdown on the road. Six and a half, seven points. I'll take the Gators in this game. I think Gators have everything to play for. It's their rivalry game. They win it, they go to a bowl game. I mean, they have all the incentive. And while Florida State does have the incentive, they're without their best player. I, you know, maybe this kid. I think Tate, Rude, Roadbaker, whatever. Maybe this kid just absolutely shines. But I, I'm going to say I'm going to take the points at home uh, with Florida, who have all the reason in the world and all the incentive in the world to play well. So that'll be one play in college. I can tell you right now, uh, this weekend, I'll have all your plays for you tomorrow in college and pro. So I don't want to take up too much of your time today, because it is Thanksgiving. So thank you all for listening. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review if you can. In addition, I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving, spending it with family, friends, whoever you're spending it with. Have a great holiday, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!